So today's sermon is entitled, I Was a Stranger. I Was a Stranger, Showing Christian Love in the End Times. You know, according to the Bible, we are living in the end times. But how, how can I say this with such conviction? It's because the Bible actually has a lot to say on that specific topic. There are countless signs given to help us understand the times in which we are living. And so let me share with you some of the end times signs that the Bible talks about. Unrest, fear, and upheaval. Is that something any of us can relate to? Anything we see? An increase in knowledge. The internet, anyone? Scoffers, rejecting the good news and following their own desires and an unquenchable desire for pleasure above all things. An increase of lawlessness, bloody crimes, and violence. An increase in natural disasters and also their appearance in places that they hadn't previously occurred. Capital labor troubles. And finally, the one that's been front and center the past couple of weeks, wars and rumors of wars. The current war taking place in Ukraine has been all over the news. And as tragic as it has been, there have been some bright spots shining through, specifically in the way that the the bordering nations have been dealing with the Ukrainian refugees. It's been nothing short of beautiful. Food, housing, safety, and comfort have been poured out to those that are having to flee their homes just to survive, to escape the violence, the bombs. And at this point, I'd imagine that we're all fairly familiar with this word, refugee. It's been a common part of our modern vernacular for quite some time now. But it hasn't always been that way. For instance, You won't find this word anywhere in the Bible, but you will find plenty said about strangers, sojourners, and foreigners. Strangers and foreigners refer to anybody who was from another ethnic group, but had chosen to live with the Jews in Israel, no matter what category they might represent in today's term. That's what it meant. For instance, The book of Ruth, it's about a widow from the tribe of Moab who chooses to accompany her mother-in-law, Naomi, back to Israel and to live there with her. And in Ruth 2.10, we see her ask Boaz, in whose field she's gleaning, why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner. She understands her status as being outside the tribe of Israel. And then there's that word sojourners, sojourners. And they were people temporarily living in Israel 
or just traveling on through, maybe needing a place to stay for a night. And so we use many different terms, many different words today for what the Bible calls these these strangers, foreigners, and sojourners. Here are a few. Displaced persons, refugees, migrants, immigrants, asylum seekers, stateless persons, and visitors. And for the sake of practicality and focusing on things that we can quite easily get involved with right here in Oklahoma City, I want to give a more thorough definition for one of these in particular. That's the word refugees. The definition is people who have been forced to leave their nation due to violent conflict or war. These people want to return to their country once the war or conflict is over. And these situations often lead to years of displacement. And so as we've discussed on numerous occasions now, and as we discussed just a little bit ago during church life, there are many, a thousand Afghan refugees in the Oklahoma City greater area right now. And they need our help. They need our assistance. They need our friendship. And so maybe some of you are are wondering, well, yes, pastor, but why are you talking about this in a sermon? I'm glad you asked. Because typically in sermons, we focus on what the Bible has to say. And what the Bible has to say on this particular topic is vast. The Bible has given us Christians very clear directives on how we should be dealing with these people. There are principles in God's word about how his people are to treat strangers, foreigners, and refugees. And so as we saw in our scripture reading, Jesus said his followers should show love and care to strangers. Now, Middle Eastern cultures, they're famous for their hospitality. For example, Abraham, he invited those those angelic visitors into his tent and shared with them a lavish meal. Even so, strangers among the different tribal groups were looked at in that time in the world with suspicion, often conned or taken advantage of or not treated well, especially if they happen to also be poor. God's instructions then in the Old Testament were counter-cultural, counter-cultural. And then Jesus comes and he follows the Old Testament pattern and takes it a step further by saying that how we treat strangers indicates whether we are truly his followers or not. We are to invite the stranger in if we are disciples of Christ. The book of Exodus also tells us that foreigners or refugees are not to be oppressed. Exodus 23, 9, it says, also you shall not oppress a stranger, for you know the heart of a stranger because you were strangers in the land of Egypt. So notice here that the the scripture gives a clear reason to Israel as to why 
they should do this. It's, it's because they know what it's like to be a stranger. They know what it's like to live in another land as a foreigner. And since we, as believers, were once also strangers outside God's kingdom, we can identify with this concept, this idea of not belonging as the reason why we treat refugees or displaced people without discrimination. In Leviticus, we're called to treat foreigners or refugees as citizens and with love. Leviticus 19.34, the stranger who dwells among you shall be to you as one born among you, and you shall love him as yourself. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Refugees, both then and now, can end up living somewhere else for a very short amount of time, but also for many years, even a lifetime. Of the close to 30 million refugees in the world today, more than half, more than half have been out of their country for more than five years. Can you imagine being away from your home? Not just moving away and buying a new house, but being chased out of your home and and not going back for over five years. God has set a high standard for treating those foreigners. His people are to love them like we love ourselves and to treat them as citizens, as friends. And the reason given, because God, the great I am, has commanded it. We are called to make foreigners a part of the community. There are numerous instructions in the books of Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and Numbers that made sure foreigners were included in the Jewish community. These laws included provisions for them to be treated equally under the law, but to also be included in the festivals and other celebrations of the community. The book of Hebrews reminds us that all believers are to show hospitality to strangers. Hebrews 13, one and two, it says, let brotherly love continue. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some have unwittingly entertained angels. In this passage, and a few others in Romans, 1 Peter, 3 John, Hospitality is is held up as a mark of those who follow Jesus. The church was to support one another, to bear one another's burdens, but that included strangers who also came and worshiped with them. And this became especially important once the Jews were forced out of their homes in Jerusalem and Palestine in 70 AD by the Romans. And they came and sacked the city, burned it down. Then and now, the church should be a welcoming community. And if we are honest with ourselves, we're all kind of strangers in this world. First Peter 1.17, it says, and if you call on the Father who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. 
Think of how graciously God treats us as essentially foreigners in his world. His kindness to us, it guides our our thoughts and our actions, hopefully towards those living as strangers among us. Yet, if we then look at it a different way, all believers in Jesus Christ belong to the same kingdom, the kingdom of God. Ephesians 2.19, it says, Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. This verse, it follows that great passage in verses 8 through 10 that lays out how we have been saved by faith in Jesus. And in it, the terms foreigners and strangers are used as metaphors for our condition, all of our condition before we came to our faith in Jesus Christ. Before we believed, we were outside the covenant, outside the community, considered foreigners or strangers in God's kingdom. But because of our faith in him, we are now a part of God's community. As Paul says elsewhere, we've been grafted in, made a part of. We were strangers, but now we've been welcomed. So as I mentioned at the start, we, dear friends, are living in the end time. We should expect more situations like Afghanistan, more situations like what we're seeing in Ukraine. But is it enough to just know the signs? Is it enough to just know that we should be expecting more of these things? Or has God called us to do something about it? Is church a place that we just come each week to learn information and to feel good about the knowledge that God has blessed us with? Or is that knowledge only good if it leads us to take action? Edmund Church family, I pray that you would strongly consider next week's training event at the Central Church. Because the the fact of the matter is, is that as we are living in these end times and more of these things happen, this isn't just about the Afghan refugees. As Ira already shared, there have been many refugees coming before them. And I know that many refugees will be coming after And it's encouraging that a number of you have already reached out to me saying, how how can I help these Ukrainian refugees? But the fact of the matter is like right now, they're just, they, they, they haven't made it all here yet. But I believe they will. And I believe the stuff that we can learn from these, these experts that have been doing it for years at the North American division, they can teach us principles that we can use moving forward 
to do what God has called us to do and to represent Christ to all these refugees. As the wars continue throughout the world, we can offer a safe place. And we can introduce these people to Jesus. So once again, I I just pray that you would strongly consider moving stuff around on your calendar next week and attending this training seminar at Central. Let us pray. Our loving, gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, you have given us a, a blessed opportunity. You've figuratively dropped it in our laps. Lord, I I just pray that if it is in your will for anybody here to be involved with this ministry, to make connections with these people, to make connections with these families, and to show through their words and actions what it means to be a follower of Christ, I, I pray that you would work things out so that they could get involved. We ask this all in Jesus' name, amen.